Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. Air One is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. I'm Becky Hansen. This is Closer Look. My guest today is Brittany Ivey, Harris County 4-H Coordinator and County Extension Agent with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. Welcome to Closer Look, Brittany. Hi, thank you for having me. So 4-H research shows that 4-H youths are two times more likely to get better grades. That's a good thing. Two times more likely to go to college, 41% less likely to engage in risky behaviors, and 25% more likely to positively contribute to families and communities. Those are all really good things. Yeah, I know. Like, I love all the things that 4-H can provide for these youth, especially in our area. And do you have an experience in your life with 4-H? Yes, it's been my dream job since I was in high school, and I got my start off at LSU, but I'm happy to be back in Texas, where is my home, with A&M right now. So I was in 4-H as well many, many, many years ago, uh, 40 years later. Uh, I remember the pledge, and it, it, when I was in the club, it went, I pledge my head to clearer thinking, my heart to greater loyalty, my hands to larger service, my health to better living for my home, my club, my community, and my country. Is it still the same? That's still the same pledge. What does 4-H stand for? So the 4-H stands for is head, heart, health, and hands. And so when we go into each of those, the youth are there to learn, first and foremost, leadership skills. And then we like to make sure that they are involved with the community service, with giving back to their community. They learn all sorts of lessons with all four of the H's within their own projects. But we always make sure the emphasis is that every single member has leadership and community service skills after they're done with our program. Such a good thing. How has the pandemic affected 4-H in Harris County? So when the pandemic came, we, of course, couldn't meet in person, but the thing is that Harris County is so big, it's already hard for our youth to meet in person since they already have school and we don't want to take them away from their education. They have other activities that they're a part of. So when the pandemic came, we doing everything virtual actually increased our members being involved in our program. And so we have all different kinds of virtual programs offered every month for these youth. And now they don't have to decide between do I can do I have to drive in this traffic for an hour and back when the program's not that long, but now they can sit comfortably at their home and be more involved in the 4-H program. That's amazing. That's not something you hear everywhere these days. So is the club a year-round program? Yes, ma'am. It starts at September 1st of that year, and then it ends on the following year of October, August 31st. And once they pay that membership fee, they get that whole year membership. Would you say there are any common misperceptions about 4-H? Yes. When I hear people, they say, oh, 4-H is just livestock and animals. And I just hope that we can dispute squash that rumor because not only are we just livestock, we have food nutrition, we have photography, robotics, horticulture, fashion, science, public speaking. And so not not all my kids do livestock. They do those other activities. And then, of course, our 
biggest activity here in Harris County is the shooting sports program, and all those kids don't even have livestock. So there's something for everyone in the 4-H program. Do you have a success story you can share with us about a kid in 4-H? Yeah, so I'm going to think back to when I was in Louisiana as a 4-H agent that I had a child that had a lot of learning disabilities, which I do too, so I felt compassion for them. And they were told, just like me, that they were not going to be successful in their life because they had all these hurdles to go through. But when she was in 4-H, she found something that could push her to be better. And she even used in her public speech for the state contest to talk about her dysgraphia, which is one of her learning disabilities. And she actually got into the top 10 for the whole state just talking about her difficulties and how it is when you have a learning disability and how to overcome it. And she is in in school today trying to become a vet. I love that story because those are real hurdles. And the fact that she found that avenue that could help her forward is amazing. Thank you for spending part of this Sunday evening with us. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Brittany Ivey, Harris County 4-H coordinator and county extension agent with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. Brittany, how many clubs are in Harris County? There is 23 clubs enrolled right now, and they're spread out through Harris County, mainly in the north part. So our signal is in Laporte. Are there any clubs there? Yes, ma'am. There's a Laporte 4-H, and they've been active for several years now. And uh, we are always willing to start more. We have some school clubs. We have a school club in Pasadena. And so if there's anyone out there that wants to start a new club, that's fine. If they don't have, if Laporte 4-H doesn't have the projects, but if they're willing to drive, there is two 4-H clubs in Baytown. I appreciated your comment about the misperceptions about 4-H because I've heard in the last several years that a lot of people that live in urban situations, whether it's a high-rise apartment building or whatever, they're active. They can learn how to make a garden on their balcony, that sort of thing. Do you see that happening? Yes, the gardening has been exploding with our program since we, such a big county, we have so many employees here in our office. We do have a master gardener coordinator that, you know, can help with those programs. I have several coworkers that help with the gardening project. But when I have kids that, you know, are in the high rises that they tend to go to the food and nutrition. So the gardening does help because they get to grow those plants and then learn how to cook with them. But they go to those, they migrate to those projects because everyone needs to cook at some point because that's a great skill to have so they can eat. And of course, the fashion one, because that is also a great skill to have when, if you need to just sew a button on, or if you just want to make your own clothing. I know that there are project categories, and I know that that's also changed a lot over the years. It was a lot more limited when I was in the club. And you mentioned shooting sports is big for Harris County. Tell us about that project. Yes, so shooting sports is a big part of my life. I've been doing it since I was eight years old. So the shooting sports, they can either be part of the BB, which is pistol. They can do rifle. They can do archery or shotgun. And we don't currently have muzzleloader, but muzzleloader is a category in 4-H for shooting sports. But we have several clubs here that just do shooting sports, 
and they go to contests all over the state. We have people that are trying to be on the national team. And then actually when I was in the Louisiana, that my team actually won nationals a couple of years ago. So shooting sports, just like the livestock program, teaches a lot of discipline, responsibility. And I don't want the stereotype that these kids are learning how to use firearms, but they're learning how to use them safely. That's the difference when they're doing the shooting sports program is that I don't want the misconception. It's like, are you teaching these kids how to use them? But they have to go through a safety course first. And every time they're on the line, they understand how dangerous that firearm can be. And so they're not going to do anything other than use it for when they need it for competition. Another project category is food and nutrition. And you mentioned how, you know, we all need to eat. (laughs) But this category can become very broad, can't it? I mean, people can go into specialty items and exotic cooking even. Yes, uh, all of our projects, everyone, a lot of another misconception of our program is that they think they have this set lessons that they have to learn. In 4-H here, we just have, you just have to have six learning experiences to make it a main project. So it doesn't matter how you're learning this project, as long as you're learning those techniques and skills that go along with that category. And with food nutrition being such a big project is because of the contest that we have, which is called the Food Challenge, and why it's so popular. It's just like the challenge of the TV show Chopped. And so the kids love getting that mystery bag of what they're going to make, and then they get to use their knowledge and skills of everything that they learn to try to put a recipe together, and they get to present it to the judges with also using their public speaking skills in this contest. And that's why this project's gotten so big. I know that the shooting sports is number one in Harris County, but in many places of the country, the animals, the livestock are number one. And you also have that as a project, don't you? Yes, ma'am. We have several livestock animals here in Harris County. We, of course, oversee the tagging of FFA, but uh, when we go to show, we I am over the 4-H kids, and we have about a lot more, more so in the rabbit project just because it's easier for people to have rabbits here in Houston. But all around the outskirts of Houston, we, of course, have people doing cattle, lambs, goats, swine, and poultry. Thanks for joining us. This is Closer Look. I'm Becky Hansen with my special guest, Brittany Ivey, Harris County 4-H coordinator and county extension agent with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. Online, you're going to find them at agrilife.org forward slash Harris 4-H. They're also on Facebook, or you can reach them by phone at 713-274-0950. Brittany, we've been talking about some of the different projects that young people can choose. Really, though, aren't the projects sky's the limit? You can you can pick something that you're really interested in and create a project? You you can go that route, but since we have the record books, you have to choose if you're going to be doing a record book, which is one of our top scholarships awarded if you win that at the state level, then you really need to pick into one of those categories that go along with the record book. But the within the projects it's very broad, yes. So as I was saying with the you know, the example of the food nutrition, we don't have any set lessons that you have to do as long as you're doing that project. But with how many projects we have already offered, there's there's really, yes, there is a sky limit of what they can learn. What are some of the other project categories? So we have the main 
categories is the is the agriculture and livestock. So of course that has all the different animals, which is including horses, and it has the vet sciences and the livestock judging and the gardening that's in there. Then we go into our family consumer health, which has our consumer education, which is a great project for urban because it's you know important important information about the shopper. Then we have the fashion, interior design, food, and then health and personal safety. Then we go into the natural resources, which is the aquatic sciences, entomology, forestry, outdoor education, range, sciences, shooting sports, sports, fishing, water, and then wildlife. Then we go into the leadership and citizenship, which is, of course, the citizenship, community service, global education, leadership, public speaking, theater and performing arts, workforce prep, and then entrepreneurship. And then finally, our science, technology, and engineering and math category, which is energy, photography, robotics, rocketry, and then, of course, just the general STEM. There really is something for everyone in there. Just listening to that list, I thought of a 100 different things that I could do. How would a young person join a club? All they have to do is they first they can contact me, and then I... When they do contact me, I always ask, where do you live in Harris County? I usually ask for their zip code just so I can see the area they're in. I go to my list and see, you know, what club would be good for them. If they tell me what project they're really interested, then I can really narrow down the search of, like, which club is good for them. But they can always go to our website and see our club listings. But I'm always here to help with answering questions with how to join a club. And then after I give them the clubs that would be good for them, they would go and contact those club managers and see, you know, when the meetings are, you know, when they can start joining. And I always encourage them to maybe check out a few clubs so they can know which one's a good fit for them. And we never discourage people from joining multiple clubs within our county. And we have, we have some people that do that so they can be part of a shooting sports club and then be part of a general club so they can have multiple projects under their belt. How often do the clubs meet? They have a general meeting at least once a month, but some of our clubs will get together more often depending on the projects that they do. Going back to the shooting sports, that our shooting sports clubs go meet about at least once a week just so they can get practice times in. So it really depends on the type of club that it is. And what's a typical meeting like? The meetings, we we really encourage that the adult volunteers make sure that the youth is leading that meeting because, again, going back to that this is a leadership experience when they're in 4-H. So the youth will have their elected officers, and they'll go through the business part of the meeting where they're talking about what's going on in 4-H, what they want to come up, if they want to discuss any fundraising so they can have more money to do things within their club. Then a lot of my clubs will have a guest speaker and have them talk on some kind of topic that they've been wanting to know about. I always encourage my clubs to have some kind of hands-on activity because we want to make sure it's interactive and fun for them to come to the meetings. And then some of my clubs that have many projects, because some only have one project, but if they have a plethora of projects, then they'll go and break out into their project groups and have a meeting within that to make sure that their project's being successful. How does the participation help shape the young person? Participation always makes their experience better. So I always try to give as many opportunities as we can at the county level. I try to tell them all about the district and state level. I always encourage the clubs to have their own projects, which our clubs are really good at running and having their own activities going on. So 
we just encourage those that the better, the more experiences they have within all four categories of club, county, district, and state, that the more they'll get to benefit. And in the end, having all those experiences will actually help them get scholarships when they turn the age. What other events or opportunities can the youth be a part of besides club projects and meetings? So right now we we have our monthly spotlight program. So every month I'm highlighting one of the projects that is easy for someone to do in our urban Harris County area. And they can come and they can contact me how to be part of that program, but we have a virtual online classroom and we have at least three trainings virtual trainings that the kids can be a part of every month that they can sign up for. We have quizzes so they can learn information about that project and be more involved in it and understand it better if they have never done that project before. And then we give them three activities that they can do on their own and turn in that are hands-on, that get them involved in that project and really get down into it. But then again, we have other clinics and workshops that are worked in that are not just that project that we're focusing on. And then in the summer, we have contests. We have on the countywide, and then we go into the district. And then in the summer, of course, if you make it to the state, you get to go to A&M and involved in those contests. There's so much to do and so much to learn. How has 4-H changed in the last 10 years? I would say that we're trying to get more and more to with the times and with the changing of generations of youth And so that's why we always want to make sure that our youth have a voice. So in my program that we have the county council here, which is a group of youth all from all different kinds of clubs that can be involved in this. And I always want to make sure what stuff do you want to do in this program? And I feel like that's what's made our program better in the past 10 years is making sure that they're involved and being part of the voice and helping me decide what things that should go on our county program. What are some of the exciting things that we can look forward to happening in 4-H? The things that I would look forward to is always the competition. I know some youth don't do competition, which is fine. You do not have to do a competition to be in 4-H. But it really gets to show what the things you've worked on all year. And you get to really see how well you've learned that project. And even if you don't win, you get to meet new people, maybe around the county, maybe around the district, maybe around the state get to meet those new members, and then also collaborate with people that have the same interest as you, which is a great thing to have because then they can always grow and get better within their interests. Do you have another favorite success story you can share with us? I'm going to have to say that I have a current member right now, and she's been so involved in my program and helping me on the county level with being volunteering for everything. Even if she's not in that project, she comes out and she volunteers for that. She's not a livestock person, but she's there at my livestock clinics. She's there ready to help. And I'm going to see such great things from her when she eventually leaves and graduates out of my program. And I'll be sad about that, but I know that all the things that she's worked so hard in this program and all the things that she tries to do and she contacts me constantly which I'm all for because I want the kids to be more involved in this program that I can see that there's going to be great things out there for her. It sounds like she's hungry for knowledge. Oh she is. (laughs) Uh, Do you need volunteers? 
Yes, we always welcome volunteers because there's always projects out there that kids want to do, but their parents don't have time to help. And so if there's something that you're really knowledgeable in, we can have somewhere for you where the kids can learn about that certain thing. We also, you don't have to be committed all year long. We, as I said, we have trainings every month that I offer. I have volunteers that come in and just do those trainings for me. And then they say, look for me in the future, but they're not there all year round. Or you can be more involved and be on one of the committees and help decide what things that the youth need in our county. There's always some way to help. What kind of challenges do you face? challenges that we face here is just being, you know, a big county, being very urban. So when we do have face-to-face in-person events, that it's hard to see what location should we go. We don't want to isolate one side of the county and the fact that they have other things. We understand that youth and adults have other things going on, and we just want to make sure we accommodate their schedules. But at the same time, we do want to have things in person And that's just what's hard is saying, where should we go and trying to make everybody happy, but sometimes we just can't. The calendar can fill up pretty quickly these days. Brittany, our time together has flown by today. Before we close, is there anything else you'd like to add? I would just like to say, I I hope that all the things I say have come across of great things about 4-H because it's really been a passion of mine for several years now. And I really can see great things having this program. I'm not, I only said two success stories, but there's so many much more of kids have done well at this program. And just being a part of it, they've gotten to go to college with ample amount of scholarships just so they could go. And not if I didn't say a category or a project that you're not interested in, there's probably there's something out there that you could be a part of in our program. I'd like to thank my guest, Brittany Ivey, Harris County 4-H Coordinator and County Extension Agent with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. For more information on 4-H, you can also email us at closerlook at air1.com. That's closerlook at A-I-R, the number one, dot com. For Closer Look, I'm Becky Hansen. This has been Air One Closer Look. Find us online at air1.com.